0: Podcast land, and welcome to another episode of Friday Night Fights, a worldwide wrestling actual play podcast. I am your lovely creator, Mikey who is going to be leading my amazing roster of wrestlers through this insane story we have concocted. You can follow me on my personal social medias at Pop Culture Geek, or you can follow us collectively at d d Vibe Tribe Productions. Make sure to give us a little follow to stay up to date on all the actual play podcasts and regular pop culture podcasts we got going on. It is a whirlwind of a time, and we got something for everyone, so make sure to check us out. As always, I am joined by my amazing cast of wrestlers. We're going to go around and do some introductions real quick, and then we're going to jump into tonight's episode of Insane Asylum Wrestling. So we're going to go in reverse order this time, which means that the one and only Adolfo will get to grace us first.
1: Saludos, programas, and hello. I am Adolfo, the nerdy Puerto Rican. You can catch me on my socials on Instagram and t- the TikToks at the nerdy Puerto Rican. In the really real life in August, I will be performing with the Lords of Adventure at the North Dakota Renaissance Fair. Here on the DD Vibe Tribe, I play in a few games. You can see me uh, or you can listen to me as Shodai over in Furosato. You can hear me as Dagny over on the Academy. But here on Friday Night Fights, I play, yeah. The Macho Mage Silver Sparkle Sap.
0: The Macho Mage, your current IAW champion. We love it. All right. Next person to give us their introduction is going to be Chris.
2: What's up, y'all? This is Chris, also known as Riku. You can find me on the social medias as PupRiku or Puppy Riku, And you can also find me here on the D&D Vibe Tribe during the Academy, where I am your DM, as well as Furusato, where I am Kaito Shiba. But here I am playing the Umbral Talon, also known as Umbra, your provocateur and reigning Bedlam Break champion and I cannot wait for what's coming up next.
0: All right, next person to give their introduction is going to be Mini.
3: What's up, fellas? It's MiniMonkey218. You guys can check me on the same socials, the same things. Uh, I'm playing in this lovely game, Friday Night Fights. I'm playing Mr. Axel, one and a half of the reigning IAW Tag Team Champions with our buddy Bjorn Kringleson. You guys can also check me out on the other uh, game, I'll it on the academy should be out there as well be all the lastly not least is going to be echo
4: watch the last episode for context don't skip episodes it's important hello everyone this is echo i play john McCack, your love your piece of shit manager on friday night fights and and for nights of pain town i play Corey O'Reilly, the oldest member of the group, the only one who knows what he's doing. Eh. Yeah, watch Friday Night Fights, and watch all the other productions. They're all great.
0: Oh my goodness, it's a great time. All righty. Unfortunately, we are down one player. Our lovely Bjorn Kringleson, played by the talented John Crossway, unfortunately he could not join us tonight. But you can follow him on TikTok at John Crossway. Make sure to go check out his stuff. He's an amazing storyteller. Lots of fun videos. Also, make sure to check out his project on Netflix as he does some voiceover work for the show Go Go Toy Carson. If you got some children, if you are want to know what how voiceover works make sure to go check it out we support the homies here at dnd vibe tribe but with those introductions out of the way let's do a quick recap and get into tonight's episode of insane asylum wrestling so last time on insane asylum wrestling what I- had happened <laughs> we'll get into that because that was a crazy ending but to begin at the top of the show we had set a IAW Championship match between Macho Mage and Elk. After Macho Mage got to catch up with GM Stonebrook, we got a little more insight into the personal lives of our wrestlers and a championship match for the IAW title was set. In the middle of the show, during an interview segment, we found that Axel cut a decent promo calling out both the soccer bombs and surf and turf a la Scott Steiner. It was beautiful and amazing, and we loved it. And we come to when we came to find that the soccer bobs are out of commission while they heal up. So for the Resurrection pay-per-view, the Cole Club will be facing off against Surf and Turf for the titles. But with Bjorn probably somewhere throwing people into his sack at some point, a match was set up between Surf and Turf and Axel with his temporary new tag team partner manager Blitzen the cat? Question mark? <laughs> so this is going to be a very interesting tag team match. It, it's a good time. And then, of course, in the main event, we had, though there were a couple of missed spots, we still had the Umbral talent Umbra, successfully defeat Harl. And then all shit broke loose. We had a t-shirt cannon happen towards the end of the match. We had a potential bat coming for Umbra that manager John took the brunt of it in his ribs. And then just everyone just the cold club just came out to defend one of their own. Axel threw Ava into a sack. Macho Mage did. It was just magic missileing people all over the place. It was a crazy ass ending to an amazing episode of Insane Asylum Wrestling, but Now that we're all caught up, let's jump into tonight's episode. So in the IAW arena, the intro, we find ourselves in the midst of the intro bumpers playing on the Titantron. The IAW crowd is losing their collective shit as they are yelling and cheering for everything that is going on. So once again, in the middle of the ring, we have our ring announcer, Terry DeLant. This time, she is wearing a very kind of like pantsuit number going on. So once again, her afro is now into like buns. For those, and I'm pulling pop culture references. So if you remember the original Teen Titans, Bumblebee. So her hair is like in that actual kind of thing going on. So Shout out to Bumblebee from Teen Titans. I love her. Stan her. She was my first cartoon crush. Love her.
4: Like the two giant balls of hair. Yes. I want to confirm.
0: We stan Bumblebee in this household. But anyways, so she's got that. And the pantsuit number is like yellow and black going on with some nice black stilettos. And with the microphone, the following contest is scheduled for one fall and is set for a 20 minute time limit making their way to the ring th- is team surf and turf so at this point once again like the most cheesiest like beach boy song begins to play and just the graphics on the Tron begin to like show images of like surfers and beach bay it's i think like similar as team surf and turf comes to the trauma bay door it's similar john morrison where things for some reason enter a slow motion state like team surf and turf gets like the Baywatch like slow-mo run as they run their way in slow motion (laughs) don't shake your head adolfo you love this way and they just dab each other up and then each could go to a respective corner and give the hang sign to the crowd So the crowd is cheering for Team Surf and Turf. Most of them are, they're mostly a face team with some heel tendencies, but for the most part, the IAW faithful love them. And now, approaching to the ring, we have representing the Cold Club, Axel and Blitzen, the
3: manager? So Blitzen's gonna come out first, but Blitzen's gonna have his own theme music. As you guys hear, Eyes of a Panther by Still Panther starting to play. As Blitzen makes his way to the ring, that's gonna be Blitzen theme music. His eyes of a panther. by Blitzen makes his way to the ring, jumps up. When he does. He jumps up on the ring right there. And the pyro goes off. It's all epic. This pyro going everywhere. And Blitzen gets to the ring. It has to be the most epic thing ever. He's chasing the lights around because he's you know adorable, and we all love him. Then of course Axel music starts to play. Same music, Baba B- Yaga by Sonic to Axel coming out in. His black, sh- his black trunks, black shorts, a no shirt, no other tattoos except for his big back tattoo. And he goes out to the ring, jump to the ring, gets rid of the
0: When you say big back tattoo, like all I'm picturing is because the one, the two wrestlers that I know have like big back tattoos all tatted out is Malachi Black and Brody King. <laughs> I'm just imagining oh. Axel's like Brody Kingish. It, Imagine you know,
3: closer here. to Batista.
0: Ah, oh, gotcha. Okay. Love it. Alrighty, So both you and Blitzen make your way to the ring. Blitz just is going to perch himself up on the corner and let you start the match
3: off first. I'm gonna see that they dab you up. I'm gonna dab up Blitzen too, just to make Blitzen
0: dips it. Uh, Blitzen like grabs. It. Blitzen raises his little paw to dab you up as well. I can't Whoa. believe this is what we're ha- what's happening, but. That's why it's called Insane Asylum Wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. It a mini version of the
3: tattoo paddles on it. <laughs> it's like a henna
0: tattoo in his fur.
3: No, it's just like, a, 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 like the little action figure toy belts that they get for the action figures. <laughs> yes! He's wearing this slightly bigger for Bait for Blitzing.
4: He's now just licking his paw.
3: He's ready.
0: Again, this is what's happening, ladies and gentlemen, but here we go. Ding, ding, ding. The match has started. Axel, you start off first.
3: I'm gonna, I'm gonna dabble blitz and turn around, see whoever is in front of me. I don't care who's in front of me. I'm. Just-
0: All right. So before Wade gets a chance, he like turns around and just sees a bam full like steam train, like a full steam engine. Axel, you just full on close light him to the floor, and he's like, oh, "I wasn't
3: ready for that." I'm gonna go to the crowd, going like this one little man.
0: Oh, okay. So you're playing to the crowd. Okay. A little bit. You know what, just to see, because I'm interested of in what happens next. Give me a look roll. <laughs> it's a three.
3: I think it's the lowest roll of the game so far. Don't, don't,
4: don't forget, you yeah, have four momentum, I believe, at the current moment.
3: Five, five. <laughs> Not four. I still have one last game, that's right. Last episode.
4: Oh, <laughs> well, and then you gained how many this episode?
3: Everyone starts off with one. I get two because of my audience or whatever it is level.
4: Everyone's at max audience here except for Adolfo, he reset because the
0: old. Wow. I don't know how to feel about that. It's okay. One. Oh, my goodness. Alrighty then. But yeah, so how do I want to do this? OK, so as you play to the crowd a little bit, the audience is just looking at you. They're like pointing, not really interacting with what you're doing, but they are telling you to turn around.
3: I'm going to slowly turn around.
0: So before you get the chance to turn around, you just feel somebody grab their arms around your waist and just give you a kind of snap, dragging place to the Ooh, mat. Ooh,
3: that's a hard move to pull guy, my size. I respect it.
0: Yeah. So as you make contact with the mat, you find yourself as you had turned around and played to the crowd a little bit. No longer is Wade in the ring. He's like in the corner. Outside, collecting himself. And as you pick yourself up from the Snapdragon suplex, you see that Tommy Tsunami is now in the ring and kind of just gives you the bring it
3: motion. I respect it. Respect Tom. Um, a little bit higher. Cool. Start pushing so, him towards the turnbuckle. So he
0: gets pushed into the turnbuckle. And there is a bit of a struggle because size-wise, Tommy is a little bit smaller than you are. But as you're pushing underneath the turnbuckle, he kind of is going to. How do I explain this? So a la Chris Bay from Impact, as you're pushing him into the corner, he's going to use that force of you pushing to go through the middle row and then do a quick kick to the side of the head. Yes, Chris Bay is one of my favorites. It's great. You should watch Impact, you guys. Shameless plug.
3: <laughs> OK, be a little squirrely boy.
0: Mm-hmm. He's, Tommy's just being trying to be a little squirrely boy because he knows when it comes to power, he's no match for you. So he's got to work on other things.
3: All right. Where's he at now?
0: So he's currently outside of the ring because he went through the middle rope to give you the kick. So he's still at the turnbuckle, but now he's like outside of the ring on the ring apron.
3: I'm going to wait for him to get on the top. I'm assuming he might be going to the top turnbuckle from here.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. As I'm
3: going ki- to wait until he gets ready.
0: Okay, so as he kick you back off a little bit, position yourself near the turnbuckle. So Tommy Tsunami, seeing his opportunity, is going to get to the top top turnbuckle, and he's going to try to do a flying. He's going to try to do a flying crossbody from the All top right. turnbuckle.
3: This is where I'm going to interrupt. Okay. When he jumps, in great homage to Paul White, aka the Big Show, before he connects, I'm going to slap the shit out of his chest. Hey, <laughs> chop chop.
0: So yeah, so as he's coming f- f- with cross body, you just interrupt and you just as he's coming down can connect make that connection of the boom to the chest, and just he flops to the ground and is like holding his chest. Uh, I forgot how much that hurt. So you are now in control of this match. So he's currently writhing on the floor.
3: I'm gonna pick him up. I'm gonna put him in my turn. Arms wrapped around. Look at the crowd, chop, and start of smacking the crap out his chest for a 10 count.
0: It's one, two, three, and just so on and so on and so on. The ref is just, ooh, ah, like ooh. making faces. I'm about <laughs> Like Blitzen is
3: just,
0: like counting, Blitzen's counting along with the
3: audience. <laughs> I'm going to put, when he falls to the ground, I'm going to go to the corner where this is Tommy in the ring right now. Tommy's in the ring. I'm going to grab Wade and throw him over the top rope. Okay. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put him through my finisher and have him land on top of Tommy tsunami
0: Ooh, Okay, so you're gonna do the finisher and have him do that. So you're just being a complete monster. So go ahead and do body for me.
3: So it's a 15.
0: Jesus I wrote Christ!
3: Du- I will double sixes.
0: Holy fuck! Just, just now we're oh my. Uh, sorry, I'm just I, I feel like. Mad. Don't feel bad. That's amazing. I love yeah, I mean, I, it, it, it. It evened out now. You got that three, so you can get this. But go ahead and yeah. So just narrate this for me and how so, bad it hurts.
3: So when he falls to the mat. He's laying face up. I flip the other guy into the ring, grab him, and I force him into the finisher. And I nail that that spine buster on top of his partner. And then I'm gonna look at the ref, tell him to wait. Tag in Blitzin. Pick him up and have Blitzen pin him.
2: I
0: would just say that. I was. <laughs> I would say that you just. You hold out your hand and Blitzen just pops into it as you carry him over. So, yeah, so Blitzen. So, to add insult to injury, Blitzen gets onto the mat and using his cat like yeah. agility, he's actually going to run Definitely. to the bottom yeah. rope and he's going to jump off it and do a miniature version of a frog splash to add insult to injury. Of course, it's not going to hurt that much, but it's very flashy. And then Blitzen's just laying on top of the two as they're on the mat. And one, two, three. Ding, ding. The winner of this match, Axel and Blitzen of the Cole Club. So the audience is just losing their minds. They're just cheering. Blitzen's just walking around the ring, gets on top of the turnbuckle, And with his front two paws, dude, the equivalent of putting his hands up like Randy Orton pose.
3: I'm going to grab the mic. I'm going to squat down next to this two and go. And when I add Blitzen to the mix, your percentage of winning is zero. I'm going to drop the mic on them.
0: Again, I was not expecting to have this happen, but I'm glad it did because it was phenomenal. <laughs> but yes, oh my goodness. So as the two of you celebrate in the ring and then you two make your way back up the ramp. Actually, as the two of you are celebrating to, in the ring, we're going to cut to the camera kind of cuts past you two and goes into the locker room area where we once again find ourselves in front of Dr. Brittany's office. Double sixes. So <laughs> The double sixes, damn. But narratively, it created an awesome moment. All right. So back to where we were. Manager John, you're finding you find yourself sitting outside of Dr. Brittany's office and you're just sitting there. Your ribs have been taped up like the blood has stopped dripping, but you are missing a couple of teeth. So you're going to need to see the dentist. You're going to need to see Dr. Brittany's Sister later for the dental work, but we'll talk about that later. But yeah, so as you're sitting outside of Dr. Brittany's office from inside, you just hear screaming and yelling, and you just hear Dr. Brittany just say, Hold still, it's gonna hurt a lot more if you move. You, after what seems to be about a minute of commotion, then it goes dead silent. Manager John, as you are just like outside of this office, just listening to everything, and then her door just opens slowly and one of the wrestlers just like adjusting themselves is like, Ooh, Dr. Brittany, that is some great work. Of course it's great work is I'm a professional. Now what I need you to do is do some stretches before your next match. Otherwise you're going to have a hard time later. I will thank you. Dr. Brittany as this wrestler goes back. So she's smoking a cigarette and kind of just looks at you. Do I even want to know wh- how we got to this point in our lives?
4: I do not know how. one out? <laughs> no, I, I have- <laughs> I, I'm sorry, brother.
0: Edit this out.
4: <laughs> to be fair, this is not how I originally saw my life. I will
0: say, nobody expects to get hit in the face with a t-shirt cannon and then get hit in the ribs with a baseball bat.
4: You've been hit with a baseball bat several times. First time I ever got shot by a t-shirt though.
0: You know those things are deadly, right?
4: Which one, baseball bats or t-shirts? I was surprised how forceful a t shirt can be.
0: Well of course, especially if the person who shot it, and put it in the burrito formation. Burrito formation is deadly in a t-shirt cannon.
4: I guess. Alright.
0: The dental worker we'll have to talk about it at a later time, but let me see what I can do for those ribs. Step into my office, hon.
4: Okay. As he starts walking,
0: ow. So, as you walk into Dr. Brittany's office, once again, you see a plethora of medical supplies on the counter, and then the bed off to the side of that. All right, the drill, take your shirt off, let me take a look at those ribs.
4: Okay, he he does so, he just takes off the top part of the suit.
0: Okay,
4: so as... Go ahead.
0: All right, so as you take off the shirt, your ribs are bandaged. All right, sweetheart, don't move. I want to take a little deeper look into this, so let's go a little bit deeper. And she begins to unwrap the band, like the tape wrapped around your ribs. And as she removes the final bits of it, we get to see that the right side where the baseball bat hit your ribs It is the most distraught color of like black and blue. And it's really bad because now it's starting to turn really like dark purple as well. Ooh, yeah, Ooh, hun, this is not good. This is a serious injury. It's going to take a little bit for us to get back to normal. And this was at a baseball
4: bat. Yes, metal one, to be precise.
0: Ooh. Oh, hon, this isn't good.
4: At least there was a barbed wire on it. It would have been worse if it was barbed wire. Let me tell you about that. You uh, would have <laughs> If they took my advice of it being brand new, and actually made into the bat, that would have been worse.
0: So still smoking her cigarette? All right. It's going to take a little bit, so you're going to need to come see me over the next couple of weeks. And I, little by little, we'll get you. Just be careful, because if you get injured anymore, you're going to have to be out for a little bit, hun. And we can't be having that now.
4: Yeah, I did not expect this war to go off as soon as it did.
0: Let me see what I could do. All right. Hold still. Otherwise, this is going to hurt a lot. And like comedically, the door just shuts to Britney's office. You just hear the snapping of rubber bands. All right. Hold still. And you just a montage of just like absolute like screaming and just like craziness and like cartoonishly like dust clouds start coming from underneath the door. As monkey like, <laughs> screams. A monkey screams. And so after a little bit of that, the dust kind of settles. The door opens back up to Dr. Brittany's office. She removes the gloves. She's all sweaty and she lights another cigarette. It's like, that was a workout, hun. But. We need to just—I just need to check you over the next couple of weeks, and I think you'll be fine. Let me just make sure I give you something more sturdy with it. So she wraps the band-aids back around your ribs. Come see me next week, and we'll work on the next level. But I'll do some acupuncture next time.
4: That will, that would be lovely. Alrighty,
0: hun. I'll see you next week, and she shoes you out the office, see
4: you back into the
0: week. hallway. So you exit the door, Dr. Brittany's door closes, and John, as you walk out into the quote unquote waiting room, you find that sitting there in one of the waiting room chairs happens to be a ginormous monster known as Axel just waiting in the waiting room as you come on out.
3: I got him, Britt. I got him. Don't worry, I won't hurt it. Not this one. All right, hun. I don't need to. We
0: just got done. Don't hurt.
3: No, I won't hurt this one. The other guys, you know how it is. Actually, you might have two on their way right now. I'm not sure. And, I'm she's gonna... just,
0: and she's like, let me go find them real quick. As she takes her bag and just walks <laughs> off down the hallway.
3: Well, John, my man, it waits until she leaves. Good job with that. There, a the hard smack in the back. No way dead well it's going to fuck up his ribs. But keep the same and appreciate what you're doing. You're just keep the same for us so you don't get hurt no more, right?
4: Let's just say the like, my calm is not the best, so I'll see what I can do there.
3: You did just fine. Don't worry. Don't... Actually, come on. We'll go... we'll go talk about it another place soon. Cameras will cut from there.
4: <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. This cat needs loving.
0: Again, we'll find somebody to give us the sketches. But, so... Camera cuts from John and Axel, and it cuts back to the ring where standing there to address the IAW audience is going to be Umbra. So Umbra, once again, feel free to treat this promo however you wish, but you're addressing everything that went down last week in the main event. Take it away.
2: Cool. First and foremost, I'm going to have Umbra actually enter And he's going to enter with the bat again now that he... I'm assuming he got the bat back. Oh, for Uh, sure. And he's actually coming out to I Prevail's body bag. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! It's
3: fire as fuck, y'all. Check out I Prevail. It's so... It is
2: so fucking good. I want to learn that song.
0: We (laughs) love good music in this household. Anyways, continue.
2: So I go ahead and take... And he's coming out with the bat. No split this time. He's just man on a mission straight to the ring. And as he gets there, he takes the mic. And he addresses the crowd. And goes, Y'all got a show last night, huh? Last week, huh? Yeah. It looks like we got a war on our hands. I don't know about you, but these... Bayou bullshitters are interesting. I don't know why they're after me, personally, and he does a pose, clearly. But it's nothing to be jealous about. It's nothing to worry about. This bat is gonna have a couple more bloodstains if you keep coming after me, as he like slams the bat down, head down onto the mat. Now listen, you could, s- you clearly saw that it's not just me you're attacking with this. You're attacking the entire Coal Club. And they're not going to be happy about this. Because as you could see, a lot of them are a bit bigger and tougher. And uh, let's just say I might be nimble, but they're going to put you through the earth. So let me get something real straight to the Bayou Brotherhood. Mess with us, and we'll end you. And let's just be a warning to anyone else that decides to pick a fight. If you come at me, you better come for me, because my left is going to have something to say.
0: Damn, we just calling out fools out here. That was the equivalent of you best come correct if you step into me, son.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, I love the right and left version of that Um, i totally stole that from a friend of mine
0: (laughs) i love it okay so here's what i want you to do because Mm -hmm. you are cutting a promo i want you to roll look for me
2: oh that i could do (laughs) that is going to be i'm going to use my momentum that'll be a 10
0: very nice okay so you get plus one momentum and the crowd is just eating it up like they're behind you as you're cutting this promo like they feel the passion and the desire and they believe in the threat that you're going to whoop some ass <laughs> to the Bayou brotherhood and anybody else who steps up and messes with the Call club, which is perfect because as you finish your promo on the Titan Tron, you see the familiar looking face of, uh now he's it's a beat up Harl, but joined by, by Harl is the one and only Louisiana man. So again, they're on the Titan Tron. So think of the AEW where like they're doing it from the video. They're not on the ramp. They're like backstage when this is happening. Mm -hmm. So you just see Harl just standing there with bandages all over his body and just Louisiana man is just clapping. Bravo, Mr. Umbra, Bravo. I must say I underestimated your more violent side. And I am actually quite impressed. I believe that it's important to let your darker impulses take over once in a while. And I can commend that. But it seems that no matter what happens, it seems that my disciples are having a tough time getting the job done. Ah i'm a man of few words myself i let my actions do the talking for me you're right it would be very stupid for us to come after the cold club so i think for now we might leave you alone but it's a good thing that some of your other friends aren't related to the cold club and as he smiles the they both part and kind of the camera kind of goes down and on the giant titan trod, you just see a battered and bruised kid cuts just lying on the
4: floor.
2: What is up with people hurting my friends? What the as, fuck?
4: As the grass man starts pulling them up into the ceiling with a rusty chain.
0: God, Do we're doing, we're going Silent Hill with this.
2: You like the camera zooms in on his eyes, you can see the, you can pretty much see the flames. In his eyes, the smoke out of his ear- ears, flames on the side of my face. You can see the white of his knuckles as he's gripping the bat harder. Dear Game master, you're allowed to say no to this, but my—I know my personal impulse, and I think it would be Umbra's too—to to take the bat and then and just tomahawk it at the jumbotron. To try to impale it into it and break it.
0: Oh, of course. You're allowed to
2: say no if no. you don't want me to do that, but it's going to be an impulse. Because they have- this is the breaking point.
0: IAW has a budget to replace that. <laughs> but no, yeah, so as you just see a Kid Cuts lying on the floor, battered and brewed, two things happen. So number one, <laughs> you throw the bat and it just full on tomahawks into the Titantron, where it just... Impales itself in there. And because it breaks, it causes, like, static to happen on the Titantron. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And, like, in a nice visual effect, as the static is going in and out, showing Louisiana Man and the scene on the Titantron and just going to straight static, it goes back and forth. And the last thing is that you just hear this sinister laughing. (laughs) You best watch your back, boy, because you might be in for a horrible surprise. And the lights go off. And then they come back on. And you find yourself in the ring, surrounded by a bunch of <laughs> Bayou Brotherhood cultists. There are 12 of them.
2: I I probably still have the mic in my hand. Yes, you do. I'm gonna do some movie shit. i go speaking to speak into mic. You done goofed, kid. And I grab the mic and... I toss it at the cultist's head right in front of me, and then go to essentially kick one of the other ones in the head, basically starting a 1v12, like, acrobatic fight of me taking them on some kind of, like, crouching Tiger bullshit. <laughs> So I'm like a kind universe of universe. matrix, crouching tiger, hidden dragon, fucking bullshit.
0: Some bullshit is what it is. All right. <laughs> so, as you are fighting them off, like a whole brawl breaks out, and the numbers game is starting to wear on you until from the corner of your eye, coming from the top rope, you just see a blur of like pink and light blue, like corset and like some wrestling shorts and you just see this flash of light blue and pink just like cross body into this crowd and as you gain your bearings you stand back to back with this mysterious figure as you both are beginning to clear out the two as you two are clearing out the cultists from the ring and as the last cultist gets tossed over the ring you turn around And standing in front of you is an unfamiliar face, once again, dressed up in this light blue and pink like singlet with matching shorts and a matching luchador mask over their face. You could tell that this is a female figure with a long kind of like blonde ponytail coming up from the back of it and just just nods at you as she swings like she's going to punch you, but she misses you completely. And she like gives a good right jab to a cultist that was sneaking up behind you as the cultist <laughs> kind of falls
2: back. Ah! I I look. I look down at the cultist I just went. I look up at her and I'm like, thanks. Let's talk later. And at that moment, I run over to the turnbuckle, climb to the top of it. I look up at the Jumbotron where Louisiana man. I do my finisher pose from there. Look, straight up with the mic in my hand. and go, this one is for you. Drop the mic and do my finisher on the last cultist.
0: Very nice. Okay. So you do that. The crowd is cheering. And then we pan that we pan with uh, the ring cleared out Terry DeLont is back inside the ring. The following contest is scheduled for one fall and is for the IAW World Heavyweight Championship. Making their way to the ring is the challenger. Elk! So the Titantron is still busted but everything else is still working. (laughs) So Elk once again you just hear this like slow operatic like hip hop kind of track begin to play and All the lights in the arena go dark except for a singular spotlight as rising from the top of the stage wearing his large elk skull mask with horns is elk himself as he just just does his pose at the top and slowly begins walking his way to the ring where he does his signature off of the turnbuckle pose before removing his mask looking around the audience and once again kind of la, like shakespeare takes the mask and does the, the york we hardly knew ye pose from that and then just takes off his coat puts the mask off into the corner and just rests there and now making his way to the ring from parts unknown he is your i a w champion the macho mage
1: oh with that the lights go dark and from the sound system you hear death clocks awaken start to pump through the speakers and with the first as the first two bass drum kicks kick in floating down from the from the area above of the ring on a platform, and underneath the platform, there's a whole bunch of smoke and smoke and strobe effect shooting. It's uh, the macho mage is on this platform and uh, he floats down and uh, he doesn't so he's wearing his wizard hat, he's wearing his robes, he's wearing uh, his boots and his knee pads. But uh, as the lyrics of the song go, And when it says, I awaken the beasts of the underworld, the macho mage will move his hands as if he's casting a spell. And then from behind the bleachers, these five foot story like demon looking creatures inflate from behind the bleachers. And they have spotlight eyes. And they spotlight on the Macho Mage. And he, as the song continues, he just, he floats down on this platform until he gets ring level, to which he steps off the uh, the platform. And uh, in one final move, he holds his hand up and then makes a fist. And as he makes a fist, you s- there's uh, the string explosions fr- from the top above the ring that go. Goo! And then explosions from the four turnbuckles happen.
0: <laughs> we love to see it. Alrighty. So as you make your way into the ring, you hand your title off to the ref who then once again, holds it up as both of you in your corners. As soon as the ref takes the belt out of the air and kind of gives it to the times keeper, both you and elk come to the middle of the ring and shake hands and ding, ding, the match has started. So you are in control. So macho mage, what do you want to do?
1: We are going to, um, Do a little dance around. I know that Elk is an imposing, imposing example of humanhood. The Macho Mage is... uh, He'll go for a lockup at first, and then we'll, we'll do an Irish whip. Oh No, not an Irish whip. He'll lock up and then do the whip into the rope so that Elk bounces off the rope. And Macho Mage is going to put the put his shoulder into elk it's gonna be that thing where like they meet in the middle of the ring and elk doesn't move and macho Mage hits elk and elk doesn't move and macho Mage stands there and like selling the moment he got he like looks at elk and is okay and he has this like look of oh okay on his face to which macho Mage will take elk again and uh, try it again and we'll do it one more time boom And then we'll do it a third time, except for the third time, Macho Mage is going to try to, Macho Mage is going to try to boot to the, boot to the gut on, on Elk.
0: So go ahead and roll body for me then.
1: Rolling 2d6, right? That
0: is correct. Okay, so you are able, so as Elk makes his way for the third time off the rope towards you, you are able to get a boot into his abdomen. He doesn't go as far as you would have hoped for as he made connection with your boot, but you do knock him back a little bit, so you have two choices. You can maintain control of the match, or you can hand it off to Elk and you, in turn, get plus one momentum. So what would you like to do?
1: Give me a little meh, meh, give control to Elk. Cool. Okay, so
0: mark plus one momentum. So, Elk is now in control of the match. So, after getting a boot to the chest, there's just a small little smirk that kind of forms across Elk's face and just looks at you as, oh, it's on now. And he's actually going to run up to you and he's actually going to grab you, like whip you around and tap you onto the back as you go flying into the rope. And he is going to... Actually, he's just going to try to go for it all at once. So as you're coming, as you hit the rubs and you come back, he's going to attempt to give you a spear as you're coming forward.
1: Can I try to frog jump over the spear?
0: Sure, you can definitely try. So since you're going to go ahead and roll body for me. See if you leapfrog over this. Eleven. Okay, that is a definite success. So not only are you able to, as Elk comes in for the spear, you just, using the momentum with your hands, you just push on his back as you like leapfrog over him. And Elk just flops to the floor upon missing the spear and kind of crashes into the bottom rope. And because of that, you are now in control of this match. So what would you like to do? So Elk is currently on the bottom rope with his arms over the bottom rope having missed the spear, so just that's where he's positioned at the moment. Okay,
1: Macho Mage is going to attempt to get a running start and do the slide underneath the bottom rope. And as he slides underneath the bottom rope, he'll grab Elk's head and like close, yeah, and like clothesline it with the bottom rope. Cool.
0: Okay. So you definitely do that. So as you slide, you just poof, and Elk just bounces off the rope. And he's just holding on as to getting bounced off the ropes. So that is his response. What are you doing next? Macho Mage is going to get
1: back. He's going to hop. He's going to pull himself back up onto the into the ring using the same rope. And as he pulls himself up He's going to try to grab Elk's arm and put it in, put him in an arm bar, like a submission hold.
0: So, yeah. So, to in order to attempt to do that, yeah, yeah, you know what? Go ahead and roll body for me. Okay. Eight. Okay. So, it's not the cleanest looking submission, but it does get the job done. So, you currently grab Elk's arm and you put it in that submission. And you just hear I do Alex
1: <laughs> it. Just, okay, cool. But I do want to give him I sorry, that was my dog is dreaming. I do want to give him a tell to set him up so he can do that thing where because I, I know that he's just a huge human being. I want him to do be able to do the thing where he like starts to stand up, like with me having him in the in the arm bar so to show off his his strength and to give him a chance to just do some sort of power move to get out of the armbar.
0: Okay. So with that being said, so it sounds like you're going to give him control of the match. So as a result, you get another plus one momentum. So you get to mark that on your sheet. So as you have elk in this armbar, like in the traditional kind of like storytelling wise and the wrestling, he slowly starts to get up and power his way up as you're trying to continue to hold on. And then what he's going to end up doing is once he gets fully up to his feet, Elk is going to break out of the arm bar. And then he is actually going to not only is he going to show off his strength, So he's going to get out of the armbar. He's going to turn you. Actually, he gets out of the armbar because you guys are near the ropes. He's actually going to show off his strength and his athletic ability. So as soon as he gets out of the armbar, he's going to hop onto the middle rope and he's actually going to jump backwards, grab your head, and he's going to give you a diamond cutter as you come. As you you both come crashing to the floors. Okay. Kind of like a reverse diamond cutter. I saw one at the Slammiversary pay-per-view and it was magical. Anyways, but yes. (laughs) So, yeah.
1: Is he still in control or? I will
0: say that. Yeah, he's still in control, but you have a chance to respond after being. (laughs) Diamond cuttered. (laughs) Okay. so Both of you are currently on
1: the floor. Okay. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So we're both on the floor. Um, How? would it look like i would have enough time to crawl up to the top turnbuckle okay all right so really dramatically macho mage is going to crawl himself up to the corner to the turnbuckles and he's gonna pull himself up to the first turnbuckle second turnbuckle and he's gonna crawl up to the top turnbuckle and is elk still on the floor
0: yeah, so he's currently selling, like, he was able to give you the diamond cu- cutter, but his okay. arm still, he's, like, making sure his arm isn't broken, because that, uh, that submission holds was a little bit painful. Alright, in a
1: tribute to the Macho Man, the Macho Mage will hold up a finger and twirl it as he's up on the top turnbuckle, and he will f- launch himself to deliver a flying elbow onto elk
0: so you know what i'm just because i think that is awesome you're doing a flying elbow sir so go ahead and roll a body for me and if you score within the correct range you will gain control back because i think that's cool nine okay so you retain you get back in control of this match so yeah once again it's like a WWE 2K game moment where you pull off this elbow and things go slow mo and just like the flash of the cameras just (laughs) happen as it like everything slows down as you deliver this elbow onto elk. So you land it beautifully. And you just, I'm just gonna say for a little added flair, as soon as you hit the elbow, you stand to your feet, raise your arms and the audience just loses their absolute
1: minds and just all right, but you are Um, now in control again. So, yeah, Macho Mage stands up. He raises his hand so the audience can lose control. And in one movement, he will come back down, scoop a leg up, and just go for the pin. Okay. So as you scoop the leg up and you go for the pin, one, two.
0: As the hand comes down for the three, the lights go out. Okay. And so for a brief moment the lights are still out. The audience is like pulling out cell phones and like turning on the flashlights, like what's going on, what's happening. And then the lights come back on and in the ring, you are at this point, you let go of elk and you're just like, what is happening? You don't see the ref anywhere anymore, but standing uh-huh. in front of you is the one and only Louisiana man.
1: Oh, this motherfucker. Okay. For sure. <laughs> is elk still in the ring? Yeah, Elk is still on the floor. <laughs> All right. Uh, seeing Louisiana Man, Macho Mage is going to stand right up. And what is does what Louisiana Man do? So as he is standing up. So as you are standing
0: up, he's just he's not really doing much. He's just standing there and just hands, hands crossed and just looking at you. And he's
1: he's just standing there. And he's in the ring.
3: Yes, Axel. And in the background, you hear the beginning of Jingle Bells start to play. And when the lights turn back on, Axel and are standing behind the Macho Mage, ready to go.
0: So before that happens, the lights go off again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, this time <laughs> you see the ring begin to fill with this mist and it bellows in front of Louisiana, man. And as it dissipates, standing behind him is Harl and what looks to be one of the, like, cultists. For sack. Yeah, she's currently still in the sack. But the cultist kind of takes off their robe. And uh, to everyone's shock and awe. uh, Chris isn't here, but yeah, so to everyone's shock and awe, as this cultist kind of... Oh, there you are. (laughs) As this cultist takes off their robe... Standing as the dissipates, standing in front is a familiar looking female figure dressed up in like this short black leather jacket with matching with sunglasses and some biker gloves going on. To everyone's shock and awe, it is former IAW champion Tana, who seems to have somehow escaped her prison in the box.
1: Uh Yes, Adolfo. Are they all standing in a row?
0: It's like more like a triangular formation, like you have Louisiana in front and like in a triangle formation behind him is okay. and the newly revealed Tana. Like a wedge triangle or more yeah, like a Like a wedge like a wedge triangle. Yes,
2: Umbra. You hear from backstage the moment she reveals herself, you hear another TV get destroyed. Okay.
1: Backstage you like "Conflab it." <laughs> So, Macho Mage is going to give a tell to Axel and to Bjorn, and he's going to hold his both hands out, uh, like, uh, both arms out, stretched. And what he's going to signal to Bjorn and Axel is to launch him straight into the group to do just, like, one big group clothesline.
0: (laughs) Alright, so you do that, and a fucking brawl ensues. Like, everybody has just paired off. There is just fights left and right. Axel, Bjorn and Macho Mage are just like going after Harl Louisiana man and a returning Tana. So like and everybody is just fighting left and right.
4: And support from the sidelines. The t-shirt t-shirts <laughs> like the t-shirt cannon is just going off.
3: They throw the chairs into the ring. It's fucking t-shirts.
0: Oh, my gosh. So, as this is all going down, <laughs> chaos is just ensuing. There's t-shirts everywhere. People are pulling finishers left and right. All of a sudden, you just see, like, a bunch of referees and security guards just start running their way down to the ring, try to keeping all of the chaos, like, under control. And it is just a crazy time. It takes them a couple of minutes, but they sequester the Bayou Brotherhood and the Cold Club to separate corners of the ring and then from the top of the ramp you just hear the familiar voice of (laughs) GM Stonebrook. Now hold on here. Hold on, I say. Now, this is not how we do business here at IAW. I love a good propensity for violence, but you shall not be putting hands on each other in an unsanctioned match. Unfortunately, this championship match is a no contest so elk you will get your rematch at resurrection as for the rest of you as she kind of looks at everyone in the ring if we're going to be this violent then there's only one way to settle this now for copyright purposes i can't say it because i'm gonna get in trouble But all of a sudden, like GM Stonebrook just pauses a little bit and out coming from the back is this weird is y'all have seen him, but you really haven't talked to him. It's like this older British man (laughs) who looks similar to one William Regal for some odd reason. And just GM Stonebrook is just like next week we're going to have ourselves a traditional four on four. But to make sure that we get this blood feud out in the open and settle our differences and hands the mic to this William Regal looking person and just says at the top of his lungs in his British accent, War Games. As the episode ends and the credits begin to start,
3: isn't like a two wings
0: thing? Shit.
4: Brotherhood only has three.
0: Oh, don't worry, I have something up my
2: sleeve. have No, they have four technically because they have the three Bayou brother members and now Tana. No, well, uh,
3: the Eva other females are. I, I have an idea. If you want to hear me, she's hanging up
2: with a boy. Will be hello. Has
0: someone forgotten about me? Don't echo. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about. <laughs> we'll talk about it like during the week because I got ideas. It's gonna be a good time. But yeah. So after was said, is announcement. War games. The credits of IAW begin to play as both factions just yell at each other from across the ring as security referees are keeping them attached. And with yeah, that, it, ladies and gentlemen, is where we're going to end tonight's episode of Friday Night
4: Fights. It's like that one-seated honor like that—that that, the starting card for the game, where it's just like the two people getting ready, like the two teams getting ready to clash.
0: This is—I'm so excited! This is like the one match I've always wanted to try out. <laughs> and yeah, so that is where we're going to conclude tonight. Next episode, we get the first ever IAW war games (laughs) match where we're going to have a good four on four out of control. Violence is going to be great. And will the coal club come out on top or will the Bayou brotherhood get one up on our team? Y'all are going to have to come back and find out, but I'm excited. This is going to be a good time, but thank you so much for listening to another episode of Friday night fights. Like I mentioned before, when we come back next episode, it's the first ever IAW War Games. It's going to be violent. It's going to be bloody. It's going to be great. And I can't wait for y'all to tune in. As always, from here, from from us here at the Vibe Tribe, to all of you listening, thank you so much. And as always, take care of each other. Love one another. And until the next episode, let the good times roll. See you later.